Attention Kroger shoppers. Did you know there's a world of innovative services and patient care right in store? It's where an award-winning pharmacy and nationally recognized care come together. Connect with one of our licensed pharmacists today at your local Kroger and experience the care you and your family deserve. Kroger Health, a world of care is in store. Services and availability vary by location. Age and other restrictions may apply. For coverage, consult your health insurance company. Visit the pharmacy or our site for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk some basketball. We are back for another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. Presley Meyer, thank you as always for being along for the ride. You can find us on social media at Starting502Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Press Meyer. Now, I know we haven't talked in a little while and that's because, you know, it is becoming increasingly difficult to find the words to to really discuss this team and, and, and shed a different light on this team after each game. So we kind of had a, a plan in place where we'd have a new quote-unquote starter with us each week as part of our starting five, a new guest on the show after each game. But, you know, the reality is it's just it's, it's not realistic to, to expect um, people to come on here and, and, and talk about the same things over and over. Since the last time that we spoke, uh, Louisville has gotten a commitment that will be eligible to play right away. Additionally, Louisville also took a couple of pretty tough losses at home to North Carolina and to Pitt. And and I want to talk about the latter first. Uh, And mainly I want to talk about kind of the storyline surrounding the loss of Brandon Huntley Hatfield appears to, to injury for the next couple of weeks. And then a couple other players that we just want to highlight. Now, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has not been what most Louisville fans expected this season right he's been a liability on defense at times often pretty turnover prone on offense uh, not really what we thought that we were getting uh, but this team obviously is not what we thought we were getting either I-, I would say that the lack of spacing and other options on offense has kind of led to to little to no opportunities to put Huntley Hatfield in advantageous situations uh, especially at the four spot and we'll get to that um, but last Saturday we learned that Huntley Hatfield would be out of the game for North Carolina right at game time. And that was pretty soul-crushing because uh, we thought that North Carolina was going to be without two of its best players. Armando Baycott actually ended up playing, kind of toughing it out and having a really solid night. And uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield obviously was on the bench. Payne said after that game that Huntley Hatfield was day-to-day, but then he missed the pit game as well. People around the program have kind of been saying that it might be a a multiple-week thing. So we will see this coming Thursday when Louisville travels to play at Boston College. Now, Louisville will be without one of its starters for the next couple weeks, and I think that's something that people need to kind of take take, uh, into factor, I guess, when, when assessing this team. Where I think people aren't realizing that UofL is missing Huntley Hatfield is when he gets that run at the five spot, particularly in a lineup with L. Ellis, Mike James, Kamari Lands, and J.J. Trainer. I thought that Brandon Huntley Hatfield was really solid at the five alongside J.J. Trainer. I thought that was a really good lineup combination. It led to a lot of success for a lot of stretches. That stretch in the Kentucky game especially stands out to me. In Huntley Hatfield's last five games before going out of the lineup, he was averaging seven points and 6.4 rebounds 
and an assist per game. He was also shooting 64% from the field and 50% from three while eating up 28 minutes of game time. Uh, So those are some pretty hard shoes to fill. You know, a guy that's playing 28 minutes per game for the season, right? Uh, So regardless of your opinion on Holly Hatfield, his uptick in play before going out, it kind of ran linearly with with Louisville's improvement as a whole, right? I consider that Syracuse-Wake Forest-Clemson three-game stretch probably three of the five best games that Louisville's played all season. Um, So that drop in play against North Carolina and Pitt kind of makes sense if you think about it. When you factor in that you're missing your, a, a starter, essentially, who plays 27, 28 minutes per, per game for the season, and he clocked 38, 31, and 31 minutes against North Carolina State, UK, and Syracuse. So, again, tough shoes to fill with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. It, it has been a, a bit of a drop-off when, when you don't see him in the game. Yes, he's been a liability in many areas, but, but as have many players on this roster, kind of learning and growing and trying to figure out what their roles are in this Kenny Payne system in his first go-around as a head coach. Next player I really want to get into is, is, is L. Ellis. He's obviously the heart and soul of this team. Seems like a pretty consistent effort guy. On the offensive end, he is probably way too high of a use guy. And he's a guy, let's be honest, he's playing out of position. This is a two-guard. And he is much better, you know, not having to create his own shot and create for others all the time. I think that he'd be much better if he had a guy uh, like he had last year in Jared West that can be more of a distributor or a Noah Locke or somebody, just any other guard really to, to kind of take that spot, if, if that makes sense. Uh, you have you have a Mike James and you have a Kamari Lands on this team that are kind of your de facto other two guards. But let's be honest, those are more, th- those are not primary ball handler type of guys. Those are not guys that you want to be bringing the ball up the court. It's uh, it, it's it's really difficult to assess this team and 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 what they could have been if they just had one more uh, true ball handler or just any true point guard because they, they just this team simply does not have a point guard and that just doesn't fly in college basketball in this day and age, especially with the pieces that Louisville has on this roster. But I will say Louisville has been extremely bad in the assist to turnover ratio all year. But it has kind of started to improve, and, and that mainly just starts with, with the play of L. Ellis. If you want to point at, at, a, at an area where Kenny Payne has really shown that he and his staff are doing a great job with player development, I feel like L. Ellis is the perfect example. Uh, last year, he was a, a sixth-man, seventh-man coming off the bench, kind of uh, turn, turned into a starting role towards the end of the season when Chris Mack was gone, and Louisville was just looking for answers, tinkering with the lineup, just trying to find the pieces. Obviously, L. Ellis became one of the heroes towards the end of last season, a guy that was easy to root for, a guy that, that gave you hope going into the season, right? Um, but obviously, he said in the offseason uh, over and over again, you know, he heard the, the, the chatter that he wasn't a point guard. Well, the fact of the matter is that he, he's not truly best fit to play at the point, right? And, and that's, that showed in Louisville's assist-to-turnover ratio and his assist-to-turnover ratio. In the first nine games of the season, L. Ellis had seven games where he had more turnovers than he had assists. That's not what you want out of your point guard. But I will say, over the last 10 games, L. Ellis is averaging 5.8 assists to four turnovers. And four turnovers, again, much too high. But you have almost every player on this team is averaging, like every starter on this team is averaging three, four, five turnovers every single game. So, again, uh, four turn- turnovers is not what you want, but 5.8 assists, that is definitely very encouraging to see out of L. Ellis. If, if you look at Ellis's game-by-game box scores, 
starting with that Western Kentucky game, uh, kind of in, in mid-December, you know, obviously that's clearly the best game that Louisville had all season offensively. Ellis had 30 points and 10 assists. He followed that up with a game against Florida A&M where he had 13 points and 7 assists. Against Lipscomb, he had 24 points and 6 assists. In, in games where you see Louisville take a sort of sharp drop-off, uh, 15-2 and two against NC State um, with, with, with 5 turnovers. Uh, but when you look at that, that again, when you look at the, the assist-to-turnover ratio, it had 10-5 to five against Western Kentucky, 7-5 to five against Florida A&M, 6-5 against Lipscomb, and then 4-5 to five against NC State. And that was kind of a, kind of a blow-up game, 2-2 two to, two to two against Kentucky. Against Syracuse, though, uh, probably, probably one of the better games that Louisville's played all year, 9-4. to four. You know, you, you see that go directly hand-in-hand. Hand. When LLs can kind of start distributing for others, Louisville can be a much better team. Uh, now, again, that is not the role that I believe that his skill set skill set best equips him to to be in. But that's the role that he's asked to be, to be in this season. And and Kenny Payne and Louisville staff again have done a good job uh, of putting him in, in a good position to succeed. Absolutely, shout out to this coaching staff and shout out to LLS for for his market improvement. I think that's one thing you can definitely point towards. Another one that I like to point towards this year is Mike James. Now. I'd like to see Mike James continue to get into more spot-up opportunities. And again, that kind of goes hand-in-hand with with the play of L. Ellis. Um, However, when you take one of your starters, again, in Brandon Huntley-Hatfield off the floor, more attention goes to L. Ellis, more attention goes to Mike James. Uh, This is not a deep team. You don't have another Brandon Huntley-Hatfield sitting there on the bench. Uh, you know, it, it, it's been a steep drop off when when he is not playing, especially when Louisville's other bigs get in, into foul trouble. When you go from a Brandon Holly Hatfield playing 27 minutes a game to a Rose Wheeler playing 25 to 30 minutes a game, again, that's where you see the steep drop off. And it's nothing against Rose Wheeler; he's just not he's not ready for the moment quite yet. He could be again, just like any of these players, just like an L. Ellis. If you have Rose Roosevelt Wheeler playing consistent minutes for you know 10, 12 games, you'll see market improvement. But again, is that that's not really a luxury Louisville can afford if they're actually trying to win games for the rest of the season. But again, I'd like to see Mike James get into more spot-up opportunities. Louisville's offense, when it's had success against Syracuse, Wake Forest, Clemson, again, we talk about that three-game stretch where it really felt like they were just really starting to get it. That was largely a due, due to the emergence of, of Ellis and James together. James is, is the team's best spot-up shooter. I know Ellis is a solid shooter, but I would say James is, when they get him in spot-up situations, there's nobody better than him on this team. And But he has to get open looks in order to get to the second level of his game, which is, which is getting to the basket. And he can do that. He has the propensity to finish through contact, but he can't really get around the defenders at will. So he has to be put in a position to either shot fake and dribble, or, or to take a shot, and, and he really hasn't been getting that the last two or three games. Uh, so when he when he isn't getting the ball in position, he's kind of rendered useless almost, and, and we kind of saw that in, in, in the last couple games against against North Carolina and Pitt. Now, what I liked about the games against North Carolina and Pitt, I liked that Louisville got out to, to really good starts against North Carolina. I believe they were up 16-8, and against Pitt, they were up 14-10, and they looked really solid in the starts of those games. They looked you know, active on defense. They were creating turnovers. Uh, they were getting assists. Uh, Louisville only finished with five assists, maybe six assists, I believe, against Pittsburgh, and I believe five of those came in the first half. It, so really just, just s- steep drop-offs a- after really good starts, so... Louisville, you know, kind of finding new ways to to lose uh, now. And, and again, I, I know that that sounds super pessimistic to say, oh, well, they're finding a new new way to lose. But but I, I look at this as sort of a situation where you're, you're just trying to, to figure out who you are. What What is your identity? 
And when I look at this this Louisville team, I, I see a team that most often starts out in a big hole and then just almost feels comfortable being behind, right? Like when you have a losing mentality, it, it feels like like you're seeing a team that that's getting into its comfort zone when it's down eight to ten. Like it would much rather claw its way back and maybe have a chance to win in the end rather than get out to to a quick lead. Again, uh, we saw it against Clemson as well. You know, Louisville getting out to a really big lead, and then they then they allowed, I believe it was a 33-6 run uh, when they were at Clemson. So, again, uh, we're, we're seeing a team that is showing the propensity to start out really solidly, you know, kind of as we get into the into the back half of the season. But it, it seems like it's an either-or. Like, they're, they're going to have their runs. They're going to have good segments of, of, of game. Feels like if it's happening on the on the front half of the, of the of the game uh, it's rarely happening on the back half of the game right uh, we're rarely seeing a western kentucky type of game where you know you're up by 10 at halftime and you hold on to that 10 point lead we're rarely seeing a game like the syracuse game where they had a 9 or 10 point lead at halftime and then ultimately just could not hold on to it at at, at the end but but they were in the game the the entire game so it's kind of interesting to see the improvements I know that people don't want to hear about that I know you don't want to hear okay we well, just lost by 21 points to pit but the reality of, of the situation is that this is who this team is and we're just trying to learn you know what what is this coaching staff capable of what can they pull out of these players and what can these players kind of become themselves right um, so that's just the, some of the things that I'm looking at um, as as we're continuing to progress again Louisville's off this weekend however they will be traveling to Boston College uh, this coming week for a 9 p.m. game. That's going to be painful. Now, one positive is when Louisville travels to Boston College this coming week, uh, they will have a new player, Emmanuel Okorafor, and we all need to get used to saying that. It's not a Mecca Okafor, Emmanuel Okorafor, and I know people are going to butcher that. Truly not a super difficult name, but, I mean, it's another like a Gorgie Zhang where where opposing coaches or, or announcers, they're never going to get that right, right? But uh, he is a guy who was a part of the NBA Academy Africa. He is from Sally, Senegal, and he moved over in May of 2021 uh, and enrolled full-time in March of 2022. So when he came to NBA Africa, he, which is, again, it's they have these NBA academies kind of around the world. He was part of Elite Basketball Training Center in, in Sally and Senegal. And that, essentially, that's like their top kind of high school feeder system for the M- NBA Africa. He was one of 12 NBA Academy prospects chosen last year to participate in the Basketball Africa League's Elevate program. Uh, and the BAL, is, as they call it, is a professional league launched by FIBA and the NBA kind of going hand in hand, uh, aiming to improve an opportunity for the next generation of African prospects to showcase their talent on a global stage. Um, last season for his team, BC Espor Fakush, uh, he averaged a double-double. Again, playing in, in kind of limited minutes for the BAL, he averaged 9 and 10, which is, which is great to see. Uh, now, he was part of... Um, the prep school invitational as well uh, in February and I believe in February of last year which I believe is is kind of where he started to draw a little bit of attention and then we saw that Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith actually went out to visit him uh, last month and that's kind of when they secured the deal so uh, he spent the early part of January kind of getting acclimated and getting enrolled behind the scenes nobody knew about this but finally once he became eligible then it came out that he had actually 
come on campus and rolled. Again, this is a, a six foot nine guy um, with with a solid frame. And, and and I guess my first thought when I saw this right was was that it's good on the coaching staff for kind of getting a guy that can come in play right away. Um, I, I think that that was kind of vital. That's something I was looking for kind of in the back half of December. Like, were there any murmurings of, of a guy that could enroll early? Uh, we saw like we saw uh, Isaiah Miranda, a guy that Louisville was hard after, which again was another big man that actually enrolled and is playing in NC State right now. Uh, so, again, there are definitely options where guys can enroll early. You know, they can finish classes and reclassify. Uh, things move very quickly uh, at, at this level of, 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 you know, late high school, early college basketball, and then transitioning into the NBA. Things move extremely quickly. You have a long season, so why not get a guy in? Uh, now, my, my immediate next thought was why, oh, why can we not just get another ball handler? And we just talked about that with, you know, not really having a true point guard on this team. It would be really nice if you could get a guy that's the that's uh, the uh, the point guard equivalent of a, an Emmanuel Okorafor, right? A guy who is able to get eligible and come in and, and be an impact player right away because here's the issue. Louisville has uh, an, an a influx of of guys who are like 6'8 to 7 feet tall, right? They have plenty of guys that are at the 4 and 5. You have Jalen Withers, you have J.J. Trainer, you have Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, you have Sidney Curry, uh, you have Roosevelt Wheeler, but you don't have you don't have anybody who can handle the ball and, and kind of be a, a backup or even a relief for L. Ellis. Uh, I mean, again, you do have some some walk-on level players that are behind him, a Hersey Miller, a Fabio Basili, but we tried that experiment, experiment already, and, and their minutes are dwindling for a reason. There's a reason why L. Ellis is still playing 35, 40 minutes every single night, and, and that's the only reason he's getting taken out is if he gets hurt or the game is, is, is out of reach, and so they're just putting in, in the backups. Um, so it, it's, it's on one point of view, it, it, it's nice to kind of have a guy that you can come in. He can get some actual in-game experience. I mean, to, to be honest, I'm thinking it's going to be a bit of a disaster at first. It doesn't, just doesn't feel like a guy that's going to come in and just pick it up right away. Like this is a guy who hasn't been playing basketball for a super long time. Uh, and it's going to take him a while to adjust to the to the college basketball rules. Again, he's playing in in, uh, in a FIBA and NBA kind of conglomeration sanctioned league, but he was playing with with grown men. He was playing with professional basketball players, guys who are 25, 30, 35 years old. So, on on one hand, it's it's good to see, but on on the other hand, it's like I <laughs> I really wish it could have been literally any other position besides you know power forward or center. It would have been really nice to have a you know, a, a, another wing, another guy that maybe a, a spot-up shooter, something like that. So um, if Louisville's going to add another play to the ex- existing ro- roster, I just I wish it would have been uh, something else to, to just lend LLS a hand. Literally, you know, and anything else at this point would, you know, at least be serving to give us a little bit of hope. Player comparisons, again, uh, took a lot of heat for, for giving any sort of player comparison uh, uh, today when we found out the information that Louisville had added a new player. Uh, however, when I first look at a core of four, I think of a of a raw version of Stephen Enoch. And, and when people think of Stephen Enoch, they think of the more complete player that he was uh, under Chris Mack at UofL, a guy that, that by his junior and season season, se- senior seasons uh, averaged, you know, about 20 minutes a game. You know, averaging like nine points, five rebounds, that type of stuff. I don't see that from a core of four. However, I see kind of what what he was for UConn his freshman and sophomore seasons, where he's kind of a raw prospect who 
has a lot of potential, a lot of athleticism, uh, a guy who, who by all accounts is an extremely hard worker, a guy who's picking things up quickly as a guy who's sort of sort of new to the game of basketball, was formerly a soccer player, uh, kind of, you know, realized, oh, shit, I'm 6'11", uh, however tall he is, and, and, you know, maybe I could, I could utilize my talents uh, elsewhere. And another sport picks up basketball uh, and, and is becoming a, a pretty solid player and, and prospect. Uh, he is athletic. He's long. Um, he is nimble, but he is definitely raw. Uh, he's he is shown in very limited highlight tapes that he can knock down threes, kind of guy who can uh, pop out and take a three or you know an elbow jumper or something like that. A guy that's that's kind of learning the game very quickly. Uh, so definitely a project for for Kenny Payne and company. Again, when you look at a Stephen Enoch comparison, you can't look at who he was in year five under Chris Mack. Uh, you have to look at him as more of a who he was in his freshman year when he had when he averaged one point and one rebound. Uh, so that's kind of what I see for, from a core of four, but it's nice to at least have something new to talk about, a new fresh face on, on the team. Looks like a guy who could be a good locker room guy, could be a nice change of pace for the team. So definitely something that's interesting to see, something to keep an eye out for. You know, I, I can't imagine he'd be playing against Boston College th- this coming week, but you truly never know. Until next time... We will see you after this week's Boston College matchup. Again, starting 502 podcast. Like, comment, subscribe so that you get our podcast as soon as it hits the market. This is the starting 502. Until next time, let's get out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.